Hi, and welcome to The Palette, the podcast about language learning and teacher training by IH London. My name's Becky, and today I'm speaking with Nick Witherick for episode three of our Delta series. Today we're taking an in-depth look at module two of the Delta. We're going to try and answer all of your questions about what's involved in this part of the course. Okay, hi, welcome to The Palette. My name is Becky and I'm here today with Nick Witherick. We're doing the third episode of our Delta series. So if you haven't listened to episode one, where we take an overview of the Delta, or episode two, where we look closely at module one, go back and listen to those after you finish this one. Um, But Welcome to today's episode. Today we are looking in depth at module two. So Nick, hi, how are you doing? Hi Becky, I'm fine. How are things? I'm good, thank you. Uh, So I'll get straight into my questions. First of all, can you please remind us what module two of the Delta is actually all about? Yes, so module two is all about, and I'm quoting Cambridge here, developing awareness and expertise in the principles and professional practice of teaching English in a range of contexts. So it's basically the practical teaching module, and it's by far the most demanding and time-consuming of the three. In terms of structure, it's a little complex, as there are a number of assignments which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, However, whether you take it face-to-face, at distance, blended, intensively, semi-intensively or over nine months, the components are the same. And the option you choose will obviously have some bearing on the pressure you feel while doing the course. But regardless of the course type, there's a lot to do and it's not to be undertaken unless you're 100% focused and committed. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So how are you assessed and how many assignments are there in this module? Yeah, so assessment is by coursework portfolio, which includes classroom observations and you submit five assignments. Four of these are of the same type and the fifth one is different and has two parts. We'll talk about the fifth one later. So there are four what are called LSAs. That stands for language systems or language skills assignment. Three of these are internally assessed. So you have um, you're observed and assessed by your course tutors. And the fourth one is observed and assessed by a Cambridge assessor. Um, These days, there are options with external assessments, so the assessor can observe you teaching in your classroom as normal, or they can observe you remotely by you streaming the lesson, or they can observe you teaching online. So, I've heard there's a lot of writing. Yes, you're not wrong. So, every time you teach an LSA, you have to submit a background essay of between 2,000 and 2,500 words. You also have to submit a lesson plan with around a dozen dozen sections, including learner profiles, timetable for assumptions, language analysis, procedure, as well as a commentary of between 500 and 750 words. The commentary, which is basically a rationale for the lesson, is the only section of the lesson plan which has a word count. But when you add up the word count from all the other sections to that of the commentary, you're usually writing at least 2,000, 2,500 words for the lesson plan as well. Okay, and then presumably you're teaching the lesson. Yes, um, the lesson has to be between 40 and 60 minutes long. For the three internal LSAs, you will then have feedback with your tutor and um, as usual, but there's no contact or discussion with the Cambridge Accessor post-lesson. And then you write a post-lesson reflection and evaluation of between 300 and 500 words. 
So it's the same procedure four times and around 5,000 words plus each time. Wow. Okay. So what's the fifth assignment? Yeah. So the, the fifth assignment is called the professional development, development assignment. And as I said, there are two parts. Um, the first part is called the reflection and action assignment. There are four stages and the first stage is a diagnostic observation right at the start of the course. Basically, your tutor observes you and this helps you with stage two, in which you talk about your strengths, strengths and weaknesses as a teacher, your beliefs and practices, and you devise an action plan and some research methods to help you work on those areas of weakness. Um, so you do this before the first LSA. Stage three is an intermediate stage after LSA two, in which you review the progress you've made and maybe make adjustments to your plan and focus on new areas. Um, after LSA 3, you do stage 4, and you basically review the whole process and what things worked and what things didn't work so well. So it's all about doing action research on yourself and reflecting on your practice. And again, it's between 2,000 and 2,500 words. Okay, and what's the other part? Yeah, this is called the experimental practice, um, and you research a method, technique, or approach you've never used before and you're curious about. Um, basically try something new in the classroom. It's a similar process to an LSA, um, but with a slightly shortened background essay and lesson plan. So you teach a lesson and reflect on it. But the key difference is that it's not observed. And as I said in the first podcast, I think people typically choose things like um, dogme, task-based learning, but it can be anything that's new for you potentially. It's also around 2,000 words long. Okay, so just going back to the LSAs, could you tell us a little bit more about what you have to write for those? Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, you have to choose two systems and two skills LSAs. By systems, we mean grammar, lexis, phonology, discourse, skills being reading, writing, listening, speaking. And you also have to choose one productive skill and one receptive skill. For example, if you choose grammar, um, you choose a specific area such as conditionals, but you would have to narrow it, um, perhaps according to the level of the learners you're going to teach. So, for example, the title of your LSA could be Helping Intermediate Level Learners with Unreal Conditionals. Um, you would briefly talk about why you've chosen the topic, how it's of interest to you and how it's, how it's of relevance to your learners. You would then analyse the meaning, use, form and pronunciation of probably the third and second conditional because you've narrowed the scope to intermediate level learners, you wouldn't need to look at things like the mixed variants or some of the higher level inverted forms of conditionals you can get. Um, you would spend about 850 words on this section and then around 650 words looking at learner problems between three and five issues as usual. And those problems are related to, to specific teaching contexts and types of learner. In the final section, about seven, 800 words, you focus on teaching solutions for those problems that you've outlined. Okay, so how much research do you have to do? Yeah, in background essays, you do draw on your experience to some extent when talking about learner problems and solutions. But in the analysis section, especially, you're going to need to draw on a range of resources and do background reading. Um, I think the other thing to state here is that you need to be analytical rather than descriptive. So it's about weaving sources together finding ones that agree, disagree, but also adding criticality, your own voice and commenting on the sources which you read. Um, two and a half thousand words sounds like a lot, but the word count disappears very quickly. So you have to write a very focused, succinct way. Mm, definitely, that makes sense. And are you given an overall grade for each LSA? 
Yeah, not really. You get separate grades for the background essay and the lesson. Again, it's fail, pass, merit, distinction, the same as for the other modules on the course. Um, and you don't need to pass every LSA, but you need to pass the externally assessed LSA and also one other. So you can fail two LSAs? Theoretically, yes, but Cambridge need a complete pass, so that's background essay and lesson for one systems and one skills LSA. And as I said, one of those needs to be the external observation. Um, therefore, failing two skills LSAs or two systems LSAs would be a problem. Mm -hmm. Absolutely makes sense. Uh, so how are you actually assessed for the various parts of module two? Yeah, so background essays, lesson plans, lesson and the post-lesson reflection and evaluation are all assessed against Cambridge criteria contained in an official document called the Delta 5A, which is basically a long list of assessment criteria. Okay, so your teaching is assessed against criteria, but how would you summarise what is expected of teachers being observed at Delta level? Yeah, I mean, good question. I guess... There are basically three main areas to consider. So your language awareness, your technical awareness and your procedural awareness. So your language awareness is about you obviously knowing what you're teaching and teaching it accurately and to an appropriate depth. Um, it's also about using a range of appropriate teaching techniques and teaching a plan or procedure which is principled and relates to recognised underlying theory. I'd also say it's about challenging learners, being responsive, to an emerging needs and being flexible if things don't quite go to plan and sometimes they don't obviously in the classroom. And uh, I've heard people say that there is a Delta way to teach. Is that true? Not really. As I said, at the end of the day, you're being assessed against Cambridge criteria and it's about you showing your understanding of a theoretical area and from your research planning an effective lesson for a particular group of learners. How you, how you approach that is entirely up to you, but to some extent, it's all about you being able to justify it, which you do in the commentary, which we talked about earlier. Yet at the same time, you need to be mindful of Cambridge criteria. For example, there's a criterion which talks about actively involving and engaging learners. So if you decided to lecture your learners for an hour, then that criteria, criterion would probably not be met, and maybe some others as well. So it needs to be more communicative teaching? Yes, advisable in some form or other. Absolutely. Makes sense. Well, brilliant. Thank you so much, Nick. That's all of my questions. And that was a really in-depth look at module two. I think it answered a lot of people's questions. So thank you so much. And we'll see you soon for our overview of module three. Great. Yes. Thank you, Becky. See you soon. Thanks. Bye, Nick. Bye-bye.